Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi there. Hi, hi there. Welcome everybody. to another episode. <laughs> welcome to the second episode, season two of Two Guys, One Controller. I'm Omi. I am Joe. And it's been a while since we recorded the first one. Yep. Um, you know, we had busy. life stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah life stuff. Always, it's always life stuff, stuff, right? Yeah, stuff to do. Um, but since then, there's been a lot that's happening in the gaming community. Man, it's been a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. there has. Um, I don't know if when we were when we recorded the first episode, if Microsoft had bought Activision. I think they had. They, they just had. Just right? bought, Act- bought yeah. Activision. Yeah. So I think we spoke about that briefly. Yeah. Yeah. But since then, a lot of games have come out. Like, oh yeah. A I lot mean, of the games that were supposed to come last year ended up coming this year. Thankfully. Because of delays and yeah. stuff. And. We're nowhere even close to the n- number of games that are yet to come out, like the anticipated ones. No, 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 no. Some no. have come, some have not yet come out. Um, but yeah, what game have you been playing? Yeah, so I've been playing um, Sifu, which came out, was it last month? Yeah, yeah February, the, end of February. Think, end of February, yeah. yeah. So that is a game that I love. I think it's one of my best games of the year so far. Nice. Yeah, because you know these roguelike games where you die and come back again? I think it's one of the most unique ways Probably. of actually doing it. Because how the game works is that it's a car, it's a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Basically, control a character. He's trying to take revenge on somebody who killed his master. So he's trying to find like the guys who did it. So it's kind of like a kill bill type thing, mm-hmm. where like you have to fight five fight. bosses okay. at the end. So and then when you die, the the most interesting thing is that you age upwards. So for instance, you start the game when you're 20 years old, mm-hmm. and then when you die, you age up once. But how it works is that there's actually a game a death counter. Okay. So basically. When you when you die, um, your death counter goes up to one. Okay. But if you die again in that same spot, your death counter goes to two. Okay. So that means when you die again, your your age goes up twice. Twice. Okay. So it can go up to like seven, eight, nine, ten, okay. and then when you get to seventy-five, that's when it's game over. Because you're too old. You're too old. But yeah. I heard what happens is that if you like, I remember reading the review and like, if you die. And you come back to life. You're more experienced, but you're a little slower. Yeah. So what happens is it happens at ten years increments. So for instance, wow. if you had twenty and then you get to thirty, your damages goes up, but your health goes down. So your health bar goes down. Interesting. Yeah, that makes more sense. But it's a really good game. It's like it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard at first when you start playing because you will die a lot. I can imagine. Especially with the bosses, you yeah. will die a lot. Listen, it's hilarious how you die. It's like, listen, I blocked this guy and he hits me. Why did I die? That type of annoying thing. <laughs> Seriously. But now it's going to a part. I played it so much that I'm actually good. Good, yeah. Are, like you, I, are you done with the game? I'm done with the game. I've, I've beaten it three times. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's how That's how much I've cleaned this game. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need to master this game. Yeah, and yeah, I have. Yeah, so right. I'm really good at it now. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. yeah it's one of the games that I, I was on my mind to like get. I think they made a similar martial arts sort of game before this, which was also very popular in the indie community. And I think it kind of went like, I don't know if it went super popular, but like it was popular. Hmm. I forgot the name, but it's the same creators. Like they, they've done a game before. Oh this yeah, those guys are really like into like, like into the kung fu the martial games. Arts, yeah. So I definitely we'll get it when it's on sale. Oh yeah. Um, too many games to buy. That's a um, lot. I'm waiting. I'm getting like Forbidden West, Horizon Forbidden West next week. By the time this episode comes out, I'm sure I have it in my hand. Okay. So I'm getting like the CD because I don't like to do download. download. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'm waiting for the CD to come. So my friend is bringing it down for me. And I can't wait to play it because the reviews have been insane. Yeah, man, every, it's been, it's <clears> been 10 out of 10. Right, the combat has been better. Like, it's been better than stuff. And you have the PS5, so basically no yeah, loading yeah, screens. Yeah, yeah. I'm just... Ex- yes, that as well. <laughs> and there's also... 
what people already call one of the best games of all time that has come out right a week after Forbidden West, which was Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Um, from, from Software's Elden Ring, which yeah. was in collaboration with George R. R. Martin. Yeah, I'm not playing that game. It looks yeah, too Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very it's, difficult. It's, 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 it's from Software. It's, it's Dark Souls. Yeah, so I'm not it's basically Dark Souls. Dark Souls with like uh, fantasy elements. Yeah, I'm not playing like, that. Yeah, so basically <laughs> like more. But a lot of the people who played it and who have listened to it. Like I listen to a lot of these podcasts and I read these reviews where everybody's like, the reviews have been like 10 out of 10, 10 out of oh, 10. Oh yeah, 10 they've 10 been like, pretty good. Like, and a lot of people are like this, I don't know how they do it, but like to make such a game, which is, they said this one is still approachable than the other ones. Yeah, so that's what they said. At least you can play, go But it's into very long. It's like you have to spend 80 to 100 hours. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And I again, can't. I don't know if I'm willing to play a game where I'll spend, end up spending 200 hours. Because yeah. 80 to 100 hours for people who know this sort of game, who yeah. play these sort of games. Exactly. I don't play these sort of games. So Me yeah. neither. But I've been playing Crisis. Oh, yeah, then. Oh, that yeah. game is fucking difficult, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. I thought it was easy when I first played it. I like, never knew. Yeah, it's hard. Because when the game first came out, I didn't have a laptop and none of my friends Nobody could buy that, that game. That. Yeah, right? And the ones who put plates would reduce like the settings of the game to oh, some to minimum. Low, yeah. So now it's remastered. It's such an old game, and it it was so ahead of its time, right? Like it, it was. The, I mean, everybody said that can your PC run Crisis because yeah, that's how advanced. Like it even was. to a point, the benchmark for running your know, to test your bare PCs like capabilities was running Crisis. Yeah. Like, but outside of that, the gameplay itself was like very. I think very I can ahead. see how a lot of. FPS games that came out after that, like the new Modern Warfare and stuff, mm -hmm. they got inspired by that. Oh, yeah. Because in this, like, you have a suit, the cryo suit or whatever. Yeah, and, and it, you feel <clears> like you're invincible, but yeah. you're not. Like, you have, like, heavy armor, you have, invinci you have invisibility, invisibility, and you have, like, other things, and, you know, like, you, you're thrown into North Korea and you have to save some people. And I, I was like, well, I'll play on normal, because I always play all games <laughs> on normal, right? Yo, I got started getting my ass handed to mm -hmm. me. I was like, no, I have to play this on easy. easy Even yeah. on easy, it's difficult. Like, it's not, oh, yeah, it's, it's not, not, like, not yeah. the walk in the park. Yeah. yeah, like I thought with FPS, I can just go mm -mm. guns blazing. Mm -mm. Nah, Can't, this one is, it's very strategic. Like You, you have, have to be, yeah, yeah it's very strategic. Yeah. You're going to go invisible to take this, this enemy down? down? Yeah. I love and, that. I mean, it's, I, I, saw, I was watching this like video, I was watching this walkthrough, and just to see where I had reached in the game, I was like, I only finished one hour of the game, <laughs> but I've played almost like four hours or something like that. It's embarrassing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um, so I've got the Crisis, you know, remasters. I want to finish Crisis before I move on to something like, you know, Forbidden West because yeah. that will definitely take most of my time. Absolutely. I'll be going be ingressed. I mean, if, like, you, if you play the first game, it's long. Yeah, so long. this one is like double long. Double, yeah. And then it's got like a lot of side quests and mm -hmm. stuff. And then they're apparently very good side quests. Combat is amazing. The machines are greater. So, yeah. I mean, I'm looking, really, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Awesome. So, you know, and then God of War is going to be coming out. Soon. I mean, they haven't given a date, but this year is yeah, coming, coming out. out. And then there's this game that is also coming out. It was called Project Athia, and then they changed it to Forspoken. Oh, Forspoken. Now it's coming out late. I think it's going to get pushed to next yeah, year. Yeah, it did. No, no, no. It's end of this. It's October 2022. Okay. Or November like okay, that. So it's kind it. of late. Yeah. Okay. It was supposed to come out in summer, and then they pushed it to that. Okay. And the Saints Row coming out in August. Yeah. A bunch of actually like games are coming out, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, summer ideas. Yeah, this year there's going to be like because I think a lot of games were supposed to come out in 2020 and 2021, but they got pushed. They all got pushed back, and then you know they came there. Yeah, but it should be a good game here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of these games, and you know, this this year's game of the year contenders are going to be super hard lot. because you've already got Forbidden West, you've got Elden Ring, and <laughs> you still have a lot of other games. So many games are coming yeah, out. So many games. Can't wait to play. Um. But today we've got a guest. Yep. Um, this is somebody that we've been trying to get for a while. Managed to mm -hmm. finally track him down and get him. 
and as you guys heard, if you were, if you've been following us from the first season, we've been trying to put a focus on Ghanaian gaming, um, because we feel like there's not much of a focus on the Ghanaian gaming scene. Whilst there are a lot of Ghanaian gamers out there, even if they like, they and not like they don't only play FIFA, they play a lot of other games. Other games, there, yeah. There are a lot of other games. A lot of gamers. Um, people even stream on Twitch. Um, so we definitely have the market, and then you know we'd spoken about this gaming center that opened in Jolu, uh, Airport Residential. Yeah, um, um, Arena. So in the first episode of, of yeah. this season, and how like you know there are a lot of new gamers going there, and how they've done lots of inroads into trying to get a lot of women to also come in game, which is a big thing, and I think I like that a lot. But anyways, um, we've got Aram today. Yeah. Um, he's the CEO of Letty Arts, which is a Ghanaian gaming studio. Um, I think I did. I was reading about you guys on your website, and I think you have an office in Kenya as well. Yep. Yeah, you do. All right. Yeah. So Pan African. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm very happy that you know we have like a Ghanaian gaming studio. Did you guys, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere. Did you guys start from Mest by any chance, or like did you have something to yes. do with Mest? Yes. Yes. Definitely. You did. Exactly. All right. All right. Mest. Mest okay. Yes. Yeah. So. I think we are one of the very first full-time video game development studios in the Sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. Sub-Saharan Africa. So, Letty Arts has been, yeah, 13 years now. 13? Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a long wow. time, yeah. Yeah, blazing <laughs> the gaming scene. So, um, yeah, and uh, I remember the CEO of Supercell told me it took them 20 years oh, yeah. to get where they are That's now. True. So definitely starting a whole new industry mm, on the continent. continent is difficult. Um, and, and this initiative that you guys have started is mm. all part of the growth of the industry. industry. So I'm yeah. just sitting here admiring how far we've come as, <laughs> as an industry um, together. I think last week, last two weeks was the Africa Games Week, which was an yeah. amazing um uh, fulfilled, I don't know, dream for me. Like I sat back and just looked at this. I'm like, Africa, we are having this with a lot of game development studios hmm. on the continent coming mm -hmm. together and all these multinational, Ubisoft, Microsoft, all of them coming down to... Where did the African Union happen? In Cape Town. In Cape, Cape Town. Town. Yeah, so you were there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, How was it? It was amazing. Oh. I, I am... I think down the discussion I'll talk about, but there was a huge announcement on TechCrunch and Venture Beat where right. 10 yeah. full-time studios on the continent, we've come together as a Pan-African gaming group. Okay. So we announced it at the Africa Games Week, which is really, really, really exciting, think, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I think we attend myself, Kiro Games from Cameroon. Mm -hmm. They have a piece. I've, I've heard of them. Ori yeah, I've heard of Orion. them. Yeah. Orion. There's um, Usiku Games from Kenya. Mm -hmm. There's... Um, I think uh, Kefo from Senegal. Yeah, and a lot more. More, yeah. Yeah, together, coming together to actually establish, like become a giant mm -hmm. in a, as a consortium so, to be able to, to yeah. build better games, games and yeah. attract and better investment. This in is the good. And continent. also do like yeah. games which are situated in Africa, <coughs> about African protagonists. Definitely. That's Definitely. always the best. I, yeah. think, I think that's really cool because Definitely. there are a lot yeah. of things that one thing I also like, I think about like Africa as a whole is that there's so much culture that you can draw upon. So many stories. So many um, folk, folk tales, mm -hmm. so many like mythological stories and yeah. there's so much that you can take from the continent itself to make games. Exactly. And everything yeah. does not always have to be centered in the West. Or yeah. You yeah. have to have a Western yeah. sort of protagonist. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah. take us through the steps. Like how did Letty Art start and like what made you decide to go into gaming? Are you yeah. a gamer yourself? Yep, like, yep, yep. yep. All right. <laughs> Basically, that's all you said. I think... <laughs> 
everything doesn't have to be about the West. Mm-hmm. We have so, so, so much, much folklore. Exactly, exactly, and that is basically the the main reason. And actually, I, I have a book that I published four years ago called Uncompromising Passion, mm-hmm. The Humble Beginnings of an African Video Game Industry, really? Using My Life. So you so you can look at it on Amazon. Or it's Kindle. on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I think it's the first full-time game book written yeah, by an African true, published. I, yeah, I don't, have, I don't hear Basically, or, yeah, so, I don't see much. So yeah, life. so that said, um, I think um, for me, I, I grew up in Kumase on KNUST campus. Um, this gaming dream started way back when I was a toddler. So <laughs> since six, seven years, I've been crazy about games and comics. And um, I actually always fantasize seeing myself in video games. And I, I'm quite curious, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime I play Mario or mm-hmm. I play like an adventure game, I, I'm curious. Does this character know I'm determining its life? <laughs> or, you know, what is happening in the mind of the character? You know, it it makes you dream big, mm-hmm. right? So I remember... Um, first one in class five, I wrote a story. My dad was an art professor, so oh. he was my first illustrator. Like I write, nice. I wrote my story, gave him to illustrate for me, and and then though I could draw, it it wasn't that good, yeah, it wasn't right? Like him, because yeah. I'm really, I'm the gamer and the thinker and the writer, mm-hmm. you know. And gaming actually brings together all professions, right? Yes. So it's an industry that we know will solve unemployment. Um, down the line. Yeah, but sticking to that story, I so I started writing stories then, making into comics. Fast forward to JSS, I met a guy um, in JSS1 who got Chimberima who could really draw. So I'm like, wow, this this guy could be a partner. So we became partners and we released a couple of comics, uh, sort of Saigos. Catboy, Z Powers, all these were just <laughs> fantasies. And you know what American content did to us? Though mm-hmm. I'm a Ghanaian here writing story, I, I was still visualizing my fantasies in the lands land of, of America. Because yeah. sort of Saigos was in Rome. I tried to make Prince of Persia is my best game of all time. Oh, all time. Game. Ever. Great the game. best game ever made in this world for me, <laughs> actually. From Wait, the which, DOS which version. Of, the DOS the, the from the first, DOS, yeah, that DOS that's, yeah. now, Wario, the storyline for yeah, me yeah, has, very, been, awesome. has been amazing. So I was trying to draw into that culture, He-Man. So Sword of Saigos hmm. was one of the very successful comics we drew mm-hmm. in junior high school. So fast forward to the university. I made a game for it in JSS. So Sword of Saigos, when I did a comic, I had a Green Lantern comic book. So, mm. And I had a, uh, like a Nintendo that had Green Lantern game. Yeah. So I wanted to and they were advertising the game within the Green Lantern, you know, DC. Oh, comic. yeah, the DC yeah. comics. Yeah. Yeah. Play Batman. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I wanted our comic to look exactly Just like, like that one. Yeah. yeah, and have adverts of video games mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And that's how come I started developing interest towards how to make my mm-hmm. own yeah, game. Yeah. So, so I studied how to program. Then I had other friends, like two of my extra friends. They are medical doctors now. So nice. we started together, yeah. but we were geeks. Yeah. And we <laughs> built the game. 
and started a company then. Even we were minors, but we started a company that we wow. were the best game. It was called Topsoft. I wrote all about this <laughs> in, the book, yeah. in my book, actually. So we made that DOS game. It was mm. an adventure game, like a text-based, where do you want to go fast? Oh, you met an enemy, kill him. Mm. And you know, that sort of yeah. text-based adventure. So fast forward to the university, and for me, I, I have a very geeky attitude. So I've tried everything. I've done robotics coding, processor coding. I've done um, DJ application, like sound wow. studios. Like I've done DJ applications and mm -hmm. stuff. So I, I really want to challenge myself when I'm doing like unique software. Mm -hmm. So not the normal databases. Yeah, yeah, I go yeah. Create, deep, create, deep. Yeah. So for my final year thesis, I'm like, no, I think this is my opportunity to use, to make a game for my thesis. Okay. Oh, right? wow, that's and, unique, yeah. And because school gives you a reason to do something, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I contacted one of my fellow gig in my class, Francis Dito. He's yeah, like, okay, let's make a game. I said, oh, I, I made this in JSS. If we redo it in 3D, mm. that would be Mean. something be great. great. So we submitted the, the proposal to our professors. They're like, no, ah, what was it, game? Ah, <laughs> we are talking, you say game. Ah, computer science. So, one of, so my head of department then, okay, he wasn't head then, but there was rumor going around. Oh, someone wants to make a game and they are saying, so he called me, hey Ram, come and show me what you said you wanted to do. So I went to hmm. show him the stuff that I've been doing in the game. It's like, hey Ram, you know, I'm going to supervise you. Don't mind anybody. Don't mm, to do it. So that's, and after now, he's so proud that I've continued that to dream. So the career, yes that yeah. he gave me to make it in the university mm -hmm. is what has become Letty Arts, which is making up an industry yes, so far, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So we built sort of Zygos. And sort of Zygos is actually in the history books of games, mm -hmm. one of the very first video games, 3D games made from Africa. It's oh, in wow. the history books of oh, African video, video games, games. Nice. which you can check. And that's how come I met my co-founder. So I did my, I did the sort of Cygos 3D in 2006. Mm -hmm. Because that's when I graduated. Mm -hmm. Then in 2007, I saw my dad called me. Like, hey, Ram, read. There's a news in the newspapers. It's not you. So I went to op <laughs> buy the newspaper, opened it. And the heading was first 3D game made in Africa. And it mm. wasn't me. It, it was wasn't you. a Kenyan guy uh, called Wesley Kirinya taking all the credit, all the credit somewhere. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I made the you game. Made a thing, yeah. so, he, so he made a Tomb Raider clone, Adventures of mm. Nyangi. You can Google that. It's, it's also oh, wow. playable. Yeah. And I caught him on a blog and I wrote a nasty <laughs> Hey, you should research very well before you yeah. conclude. Yeah, you publish, so he got back very polite. Said, oh, I didn't know you had made a game. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then at that time, African Cup of Nations was happening in 2008 here in Ghana. Yeah. yeah. So I was a teaching assistant on campus then. Okay. And I wanted to make... A tech? A tech. Okay. To make the best FIFA, better FIFA game <laughs> ever FIFA. based FIFA. on that. Yeah. So... I remember there's, there's a geek too here in Accra called Dave Down. So then he was in Accra. Okay. I didn't know him, but a friend of ours, uh, Atto, a mutual friend, Atto was in his school at Stanford and MIT. Mm -hmm. so he called me. He's like, hey, Ram, there's a guy called Dave. You, should, you guys should meet. Mm -hmm. So we met and we are like, 
look, let's get this done. We are going to make Can 2008. Mm, okay. hmm. So Dave said cool. he's going to get funding. I, I gathered the gigs on campus, my friends and things. Look, and Wesley too joined. So for Wesley, we hadn't seen each other in person, That's but nice. we were using Yahoo Messenger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So he wrote the game engine. We did the logic. We did the research. I, I have all those files there, which were going in, in the history books. I'm writing a book, another oh, like a bigger book. academic okay. book okay. kind of okay. now with all that as nice. history. Nice. And we came up with a great simulation. Though, mm. though we didn't get the funding, mm. we came up with a simulation. And that's how come myself and Wesley worked together. Okay. Then I started working at MEST. I got into MEST mm -hmm. in 2007, 8. It started in, in 2008. Eight, yeah. So I applied to MEST as a student, but I got an offer as a teaching fellow. Okay. So I was actually a teaching fellow. And also, yeah. okay. And one year of my fellowship, we got investment to start Letty. Like I just told the story of this can 2008 mm. to the CEO and he's like, wow, this is be. something. He's also a gamer. Uh -huh. He made one of the most successful games in Norway. It's called Gangster City, which was a text-based game, which made a lot of money in Norway, right? Wow. So, Norway so Norway he brought us together. And I'm saying this on this podcast. It's one of the unique places I want to say this on. So you guys have the... Information, info, yes. yeah. So, <laughs> so, so definitely, definitely, that's how come Letty Arts began. Okay. And Wesley came down to Ghana. We met for the first time, mm. and then we are like, let's get this Letty mm. games. The ground, so it was Letty Games at first. Okay. Mm. But in 2012, we realized that we have the comics bit. You know, mm -hmm. be because yeah. my history is comics. Comics games, also, yeah. And I think that the comics. It's an extra format that carries the story, the backstory. Yeah, I agree. So we have I totally rich agree. folklore characters. So we started with a game. So we did the first game called Eye Warrior, which was an iPhone game then, mm -hmm. which was like a Bushman, okay, like a Maasai warrior, yeah. mm -hmm. protecting his homestead from marauding animals. Okay. Right? But it, it was hard to sell then. I'm going to go into those kinds of things during <laughs> yeah, the conversation. Back, back then but then, was, uh, yeah, but then the inception of this whole Letty Ask thing was to actually fill in that vacuum of yeah. gaming on the continent mm -hmm. and start an industry, not just a company, right? And then we believe that Africa will make a salient contribution to the world of video games because mm -hmm. we are bringing the next 1 billion plus people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to the world of gaming. Yeah, because the true. gaming industry outside is bigger than the movie and the music, yeah, music industry combined. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Africa is contributing, I think, less than 2% of the revenues, the 200 billion industry that you hear. Yeah. Africa is still contributing like, like 2% of, yeah, of that. So if, if we can't just be playing and consuming yeah, outside games. We true. have to be making as well yeah, our, yeah. our own games, yeah. right? And gaming is an industry that brings together extreme science and extreme arts. Mm -hmm. I think it's the it's one of it's the only industry that you can simulate that in a virtual, like intangible space. True. Because Every, everybody, you can. bring an artist, you bring an architect, you bring a lawyer, mm -hmm. you bring a sound person, you bring yeah. an like a programmer. Yeah, everybody, everyone is like cooking a beautiful soup with the different spices, and then you come up with a technical product that I see two of you talking about. Oh, there's new, this new game mm -hmm. coming, this new game coming. Mm -hmm. I, I am just hoping for the time where 
our Letty Ass game has been anticipated like that. That <laughs> Africa's Legends is coming. It's coming out, yeah. And I can't wait to play it. And and honestly, there's Ubisoft sponsoring one of our our games we, we are making nice. on around. Yeah, yeah. So expect that. Expect nice. that. Nice. Uh, at least in MVP. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. There. So, so, so we'll be here again to actually <laughs> talk about nice. it. So, yeah. I've said a lot, but that's a timeline and uh, where the industry is going. Nice. And then I'll crown it with now we are now the Pan-African Gaming Group as well because okay. a lot of what I've said is the same story for a lot, a lot people. more people yeah. on the continent I, making video true. games. So that, That's what happened. A lot of people together. have shared interest <laughs> in this thing and they feel like, why can't... Because we've been playing video games since we were young. Of course. Like, uh, yeah. you know, like we've had people who come and spoken on this podcast yep. that when they were young, they used to go to like, like the earliest forms of esports in Ghana was the the your gaming center you go to play with the boys and champion. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not as maybe organized, but it's still a form of esports. Yeah, still esports. Yeah, still esports. So on the other side, we also do consume a lot of games. We play a lot of games. We play a lot of games. We're buying all the time games. We're playing these sort of different games. And a lot of people who are like, we were mentioning before the Unit Podcast, a lot of people play these games and they're streaming as well right now. Yeah, no, it's a big deal. So, you know, it's good to hear that there are 10 companies now in Africa that are doing video games and have joined forces together. Which is good. Which is is perfect. And now one of your games has like a Ubisoft backing behind it. And it's it's good for the continent because... I always feel like Africa... We, I mean, I think we in Africa, we have a lot to offer. It's just that people... So much, yeah. We have so much to offer. It's just that maybe we don't have the right infrastructure. Or the resources, we're getting, yeah. We are getting or the resources there. or things we're like that. But we're there. getting there. Yeah. And now your internet has become very, like, it's so yeah. common. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. people are working it's from home. It's not expensive though, but... Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think that is one of the things that... So when we went <laughs> to the gaming center in um, Airport Residential, Airport, yeah. we met the guy yeah. and he's somebody who has passion for gaming. Yeah. Because we asked him that, what made you want to come and open it? And he just has passion yeah. and he opened the place and then he was like when they were going they also were sourcing for like you know n- not sponsorships but like help that help. they could get yeah. so Vodafone came on board and yeah. they were like we'll give you like the best internet that you can get yeah. <laughs> like very fast good internet yeah. so as a result they have like um, they like don't have really any problems with internet there. Yeah, high speed. And you see, you need companies like this also to come and give you come some in, backing yeah, exactly. to help you with yeah. these sort of things. Yeah. Um, but with Let's Out, how many games have you guys made? What, what platforms have you put it on? Um, yeah. You know, like any like... Yeah, so basically for Letty Arts, we've made a lot of like games. We started with iWare, which was iPhone. So okay. our... Mm-hmm. our focus was mobile first because that's okay. what we yeah. wanted to yeah. take advantage of on the African scene. Mm-hmm. And um, so fast forward to, so we did iWarrior, did Bugs Villa, um, which was a bash crashing game. Mm. Quite, quite interesting that we, fast forward to 2012, we added the the Africa's legend, like the comics bit mm. in mm-hmm. mainstream. So mm-hmm. we did a franchise rather. So now we have a franchise called Africa's Legends. Legend. Okay. Made up of superheroes and right. villains yeah. in yes. the universe that okay. we develop stories around. Nice. And then we make games based on that. Mm-hmm. So we initiated Africa's Legends and then we did Anansi. So Anansi is part of the superhero universe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we built um, um, an Anansi game for the Windows phone then. We actually also built an Africa's Legends game, which is on the Play Store. It's still like a match three fighter game, which is on the Play Store now. Um, we we have Afro Comics, which is a platform where 
um, has Afrocentric content in there, both comics uh, and um, short animations and mm -hmm. video games are going to be streamed through there. Nice. And then we are working on Kamza Run now, which is um, really uh, the MVP has been backed by Ubisoft right. and Orange in a co-production um, program. Then we we also um, have built games for a lot of companies. Like we do, we are in the serious games business and that's how currently African studios generate revenue because mm -hmm. no one has made a game that is actually making money mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. on its own. So you pay, so the business model is like the pay for for like, work, okay. right? So that's a consultant. Yeah. So, okay. so if USAID wants a game for malaria, and mm. all those things. So that, those are the games that actually bring revenues ah, into the sense. business. So we have okay. a lot of serious games made um, with with such companies. Okay. Um, we also have a game running with MTN now called MTN Hot Seat. It's okay. a oh, trivia yeah, yeah. game yeah. which you can play now and win data and airtime. So nice. it's a trivia like who wants to be rich? Mm -hmm. And then uh, even that myself and Quasi wanted to use it like for an esports competition. So we have an esports package in there with esports questions. Questions on quizzes on games, video games. So oh. we can also collaborate and do that because nice. there's a way where when you put your your questions into the system, you can also get compensated based on the number of people who who, who answer and play. And they can give our rewards and all that. So Hot Seat is quite is doing quite well. It has, it has been a test case for us to see how many people consume data, simple data content here in Ghana and how many will be willing to pay Mm -hmm. for for games. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. based on that data, we can now see how to best sell mobile games on the continent, right? So so and then we are we are into the world that we are building with Lyrox Africa, which is the game studio in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. released Mama Tingi recently, GIZ backed game, which mm -hmm. was built by a consortium myself, Malio Games from Nigeria. Kefo and Isiku. Nice. So Mama Tingi is on iOS and Play Store. You can check it out. It's a really nice simulation game. Then we are currently building some cool game now with um, the AU also backing. So it's a strategic oh, wow. game. So so you oh, should wow. so so you should look um, look out for that well, as well. It's going to come out. So like we've done a lot of games and games, yeah. and um, now and we've done a, a lot of comics too mm -hmm. and. Um, short animations, but we are not an animation studio. studio. We are a game studio, so we mm. have co-production animation okay. Um, okay. studios, and uh, we also are prominent in the education space because, as much as we make these games, we we grow our own food. If I say that, <laughs> they are excellent artists, excellent um, voiceover people yep. here, and all that, but they don't know making game art is different. They are then, excellent programmers as well. Making game programming is different. different. So yeah, when you come in, we need to train you mm -hmm. on how to make video games, mm -hmm. right? And because there are no universities, full-time universities teaching video games here on the mm -hmm. continent. Mm -hmm. Until recently mm -hmm. when Wits University in South Africa and uh, Rubika also initiated a campus in Kenya to wow. teach video games, right? Mm -hmm. So I came up with a boot camp kind of thing. So I have mm -hmm. a curriculum, which this year I'm making into a school, oh. right, which I've run across a lot of countries now, about eight countries, and I've seen how viable it is. Mm -hmm. So this year I'm actually making it into a, a school kind of thing mm -hmm. to actually train. It, it's a strength heightening approach. So if you come in as a commentary person, mm -hmm. we will 
make you find your space in the gaming space and how to make money or a living from it's commenting. Like you okay. can make a fortune by just talking about Video the games. games we make. Wow. Or even talking about the process of how we are making, making the, the games, games in the yeah. studio. It's wow. content. Oh yeah, it, it, it's, content. Def- it's definitely content. You understand? Yeah. So there's so much opportunity in a blank canvas that we can paint whatever we want mm-hmm. around. So hmm. these are the... Yeah, we can go on and on and on and on. But Letty Arts has been blazing the trail in the space. Mm-hmm. And when I went to Africa Games Week, I actually saw the work that we've done. Like, I was so proud. And I thank God for that. That we've been... Like, we are so respected as the trailblazers. Like, everyone was like, no, Letty, we keep watching you guys and we keep on going. Like, we have absolutely no reason to give up because a lot of people have started and have gone down, yeah. Gone down, and we yeah. are still so, so up blazing. They're yeah. like, how do you guys do it? I'm like, just be a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> and keep praying, and God, keep working, yeah. God will direct your path. But yeah, so I think I think um, that has been the favor for Letty Arts. And I think during COVID, there was one, one of. Um, a wonderful thing that happened, which has unlocked a lot of other potentials. So we actually worked on a character with um, Riot Games in their Valorant game. So the Ghanaian oh. character Astra in Valorant. If yeah. you play Val- yeah. Valorant, the PC game, yeah, yeah. Astra yeah. is a Ghanaian yeah. character. Okay. And Astra, we did a narrative consulting on Astra oh, in nice. terms of a background, um, yeah, correcting a few things on the yeah, character. The story, they had, yeah. the story yeah. and all that there. The voice over the diction, mm-hmm. casting of the the main voice actress, mm-hmm. which you should have her here as well, because she was a oh, normal she, voiceover person. She's Ghanaian actually, and she's a voice of extra. She, so, yeah, she's in yeah, Ghana. Should, she's yeah. in Ghana, so you should cast her here. So, so <laughs> I say that Astra <laughs> is the biggest ambassador for Ghana, of, for like for Ghana now. You just Google Astra and see Koreans using Astra. She's one of the most see. performing characters on the in Valorant, and. And this lady also added her creativity in acting the script so much that you can just feel Ghana in there. Just mm-hmm. Google Astra on YouTube, you'll see people arguing that, no, this accent is Nigerian. No, uh, say, no, 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 no. Is Ghana. <laughs> is Ghana. I've been Ghana. to Ghana before, yep. I know. Then the Ghana Jollof, you know, <laughs> like, like there was a phrase that was there, ah, abomination. This is like a Nigerian cooking jollof. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we throw no, shades to yeah, yeah. We have opportunity. And she actually sings. There was a YouTube guy playing the games like, hmm, let's try this. is a cool character. Then she started singing. Mm-mm. She said, wow. This, oh, shit. It's sorry. Like, sorry. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. This character sings. Yeah. And I think she has the most voice lines in Valorant nice. as well. So, oh, nice. So Valorant is, is, is a step for mm. us to start doing yeah. outsourcing characters like though Astra is Riot's character for this but what I'm what I tried negotiating during Africa Games Week with Microsoft Xbox and all that is that it's well, time for us to start licensing characters within clients in Montauk I, I, I totally agree you know, totally and I think Riot is doing a lot of work in that space as well mm-hmm. you know and I think Astra we, we have not made a big deal of her 
So we haven't. You know, we, we, we have to. We really have to. We have to. Yeah, really have to. Really so talking, so that's yeah I'll be talking to them. We have to make across, a big deal should, out of her. Yeah, we should. 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 I've been able to do and I'm proud of and yeah, I yeah, thank God for good. all yeah. these achievements. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of achievement. We don't just talk about it. That's a problem because there's a lot of things about doing like with Let's Yards, doing all this consulting and also making the games, but we don't yeah. make noise, noise about, about it. Them. I talk with you all the time, yeah, Chrissy, all the time that my goal is this year, esports should be played all the crappy games that, that has been made on the <laughs> continent. Go find, because we have to make a lot of crap. Do you know the lot of how Mario was crappy then when we were playing? <laughs> like, we are going to, it's an industry. So a lot of crappy games are going to come, come yeah. before the good games. Yeah, so we should right. be happy playing any mm, game yeah, that yeah. comes out of and game. competing on any mm, game. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way we can create an industry for us. Because every Nigerian movie is here to have its game. Mm. Every Ghanaian movie is here to have his game. Mm. It's merchandise. It's animation. Yeah. It's, ah, amazing. Anyway. Oh, there's opportunities. <laughs> I think the other thing also is that um, what, when Joe was just saying something about the noise thing is that we don't document what we do. Yeah, like um, how you're doing with your book. Yeah. This is a problem that uh, I realized that we in Ghana a lot, we don't document whatever we do yeah. in any space. Yeah. Especially in media. So I was no reading media. this book um, by uh, this author. He's a poet, I believe. He's called Nenebi. And he wrote a book about the Ghanaian entertainment industry for the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm. And I was reading yeah. it. And then some of, one of my friends got interviewed in it. And I was talking to him later on. Like, how was it and things. And I was like, you know, we don't document. So people might have lived even in that era whilst they were in Ghana. Yeah. And have zero idea about it because nobody exactly. goes to document. Exactly. So if not for this guy going to talk to the people and finding the sources, we don't... So something like this, we should have documentation of like Letty Arts or you making that first yeah. game mm -hmm. that this is certified yeah. gaming history. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This, this is what Letty Arts have done. This, yes. this. So that people who come can see the work you've done. And, and, and build like, on itself. The yeah. fact that Astra yeah. was something that you guys had a hand in. Yeah. That should be a big we deal. Don't yeah, 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 we don't have any this thing about you it, you see? And mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's like so you I mean people outside will be like, Oh, let's see how this but we're here in the continent. Mm -hmm. We're here in the country itself. The country <laughs> itself. <laughs> I don't even know if how many people know that in Ghana we here we have a gaming yeah, probably, yeah. we don't. Yeah, it's not and nobody knows about it. I think it. the problem also is that we're not I mean one of the things Quisi also told us about was that there's when they do gaming events even, there's only just focus on FIFA. Yeah. Because we're a football crazy nation. So yeah. FIFA, naturally, yeah, FIFA, the love for FIFA, 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 FIFA. And then we watch a lot of EPL and yeah, La Liga and this right, and yeah. that. And he's trying to move away from that. But you see, companies that who want to come and sponsor only yeah. look for FIFA and then give small budget for these other Funny games. Like, yeah. Now there's more of like appreciation for Mortal Kombat and COD and that, because yeah. the money riding on these kind of it's tournaments huge. is huge, especially it's huge. if it's outside. Yeah. And I think one thing with COVID is that remote tournaments and things have been able to happen now yeah. because 
you know, now the world, you don't have to, you know, like, uh, you don't have to be in one place like yeah. Kenya. Yeah. There's even, so your company like this, how many people do you guys have working? Yeah, so we have about 10 full-time nice. assistant, but mm-hmm. then we, there are projects. I've mentioned a, a lot of projects. projects yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there are projects make us grow to, to 20, to nice. 10, like, okay. it depends on the project. So, so the 10, are they all working in Ghana or they're also no, in Kenya? No, 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 they are scattered in Kenya. So we had a, at first we were running creative hub in Ghana, technical hub in, in Kenya, Kenya for a long okay. time. Okay. But now we have teams all over India, yes. Kenya. You have South from India, yeah, India. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So 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 like now we just get the job done. You know, at first we had a a tagline called using local expertise to yeah. make games that compete globally. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it has been hard growing the local the expertise, local expertise because yeah. Sometimes you just need that expertise to put the ego down that yeah. Africa can make it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Africa can make it, but sometimes if with, if with an African director like me, you need the right skill set to From, get the yeah, stuff yeah. going on. So, so now we've toned down. Though it's, it's still using local expertise to make Definitely. it compete yeah. globally. Anyone can can yeah. work within okay. um, um, the company. The company and, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's growing fast. And uh, we are actually pretty happy and proud of how how far the company. Yeah, th- I can imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah has gone. It's, it's 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 been. We are just we've just been in our corner. I I tell people that. Black Sherry's and Amaro's new song is for me. Achichidi and Auntie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One, one, two, yeah. three, four. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. caught. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and talking about musicians, Black Sherry, like, let me just go. So, the musicians, too, you are, every music is here to have its game now. Imagine mm. now yes. we have that piano tiles and all these games are music, rhythm games. Yes, and yes, you yes, are, yes. you yeah, don't have to always true. make a show to make money. You yes. build the music, exactly. put it in these games. Yeah. You, yeah. I have been saying this for the longest. You make a ton of money, yeah. right? Sure. And, and, and license your voice to other games. Yeah. You know, because games yeah. play your voice many yeah. times. I was, mm-hmm. There's so many songs I've discovered just yeah. from playing. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, like if you play FIFA itself, yeah. Oh, yeah, you the, always the, have like songs from across the soundtrack. Yeah, a whole soundtrack. Need for Speed. Yeah. Need for Speed. When I buy a hammer or something, those days, Underground, when it came out, yeah, yeah, the song plays. You know, so, and then you get, when you are even driving, so imagine, that's what the meta is scary because the, those days, you buy a virtual car, you pay for it. You don't have a hammer in real life, but you have a hammer <laughs> in, in, the car in Need for Speed. Yeah. And you are proud that yeah. you own a hammer uh, in Need for Speed. speed yeah. And the sort of music that you play in the player of the car yeah, so yeah. though you play the music at home you yeah. want to play the player yeah, uh, the, uh, the music, music whilst song. driving the car oh, yeah, in the yeah. virtual <laughs> world yeah. you know and that is a different royalty than using the music just as background music but right. people are now playing the music in the using the car the, yeah, the mm-hmm. car so imagine if 100,000 people are playing the game and everyone wants to be playing music whilst driving while racing imagine these are all opportunities so that's a business model Mm -hmm. that the virtual world and that is how come Facebook rebranded to Meta because we were doing this in the 2000s in the 1999s we were playing massive multiplayer all these massive multiplayer games it's a metaverse for us already True, true but you could see that now those worlds 
were determined by non-playable characters like NPCs and us at the same time. But now, mm. everyone is living their life on Facebook. So, mm. so Facebook has become like real world bots. Yes. Everyone is on Facebook of real life, life people. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's now going to just render you into a virtual reality exactly. space and it becomes... It's a game. It's a game. <laughs> That's a game. all, That's really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Interesting. But, so, outside of running a company, do you still play games? Yeah, yeah. I, I got that advice from Klaus Kesten. Uh, he was the CEO of Gameforge, one of the biggest oh, German yeah, games. Game yeah. yeah. Now, now he, he runs, I think he runs an, another gaming fund yeah yeah he's run a lot of he's a serial gamer hmm. and he said never stop playing <laughs> he told me <laughs> like you learn right? yeah, yeah you learned every, so everything that's something you. that for me i i'm a microsoft fan like uh-huh. geek so my everything is xbox so i'm an ex- ah, so so finally. sorry sorry my everything <laughs> oh, is finally, my another, everything is microsoft. another xbox okay. person everything is microsoft <laughs> so right, right. so yeah i still play i do play in mobile console PC, I still play. Okay. Though I'm, I'm not a hardcore player, but I yeah. learned yeah, lost. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I totally understand that. So the Africa Game Week that you went for recently, yeah. like, can you give us some highlights of what happened? Yep. So Af- Africa Games Week was um, it's something that that has been happening every year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 2022 one was kind of a revolutionary one. Okay. Um, which um, brought together a lot of big game companies. Mm-hmm into Africa who are looking at investing consciously on the continent Continue. and also local as local industry mm-hmm. leaders to also come mm-hmm. there. So I remember my panel, I moderated a, a panel about co-production between Europe and African games to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Is Europe not like collaborating not collaborating with African studios and how we could make it better. And there were some really big guys on there, like a publishing person. Um, there was Ubisoft, there was a, um, a Sandbox, um, like a Spiel Foundation, and then some local entrepreneurs as mm. well. Yes. And that that was good. We talked about education as mm. well. How can we make education, gaming education on the continent much more mainstream? So my... Mm. my son can say that I'm going to be a game developer and the parent will be like, okay, okay no and yeah, the traditional yeah, doctor, that. lawyer, mm-hmm. lawyer, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like what I write now, my professional on my passport is visual video game developer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I'm traveling, I'm like video game developer. Mm-hmm. Then they ask me, what is this? And I say IT. Yeah. Oh, IT. Okay. IT, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah just so, IT. <laughs> so, so all those things were discussed. Esports was discussed. Um, all the guys who who um, run esports um, tournaments were there. Nice. Um, we also did ex- a lot of exhibitions mm-hmm. um, in nice. virtual reality. We did some studio tours, like Carry Fest. You all heard they got an investment yeah, from Andy Sinaro. Yeah, which is big. For 20, I'm sorry, $20 million dollars for publishing nice. games. So we did a tour at Carry Fest. We met some really interesting studios there. Um, Image Gaming that we visited. Interesting beautiful game studio um yeah so that like that was the essence to bring the community together to see how how to make african uh, video game industry nice. um, um stand out one of the interesting things that we also discussed was how do we become investment 
worthy because mm, yeah. the landscape has proven that okay now it's sta- it's staggering so carry first or has is a publisher and mm-hmm. has investment no developer has gotten that injection yet because mm. the local investors or mm. international investors are still skeptical because mm. there's no yeah. market. The yeah, market. The we market. are building the market from true, true, true. Though we are billion plus people, <laughs> there are still realities like challenges on, yeah. the, on the ground, yeah. right? So we had to discuss that as mm. well, how to make um, make a case for yeah, it. Yeah, make a case for it and how to work together and and consortiums. Like I think mm. for me, I think we've started collaborating and I have a tagline, um, um, working collaboration in, instead of competition. Mm-hmm. So true, we've been true. collaborating and on projects now among studios and the announcement of PAC2 has made that very interesting. Nice. I'm also leading the PAG is a professional wing, but I have the Africa Game Developers Association, which is the NGO wing, like which mm. is more of like IGDA, International Gaming Association, where oh, yeah. we talk about the education, scholarships, okay. and those things. So I'm um, I'm in that I'm in that space as well. So we discussed similar initiatives at the Af- Af- Africa Games Week. Yeah. Awesome. So what is the future of Let's Ask? Yeah. What is the future going like? What's so, five years from now? Yep, so for Letty Arts, we've done te- 13 years into the industry mm-hmm. and growing. Mm-hmm. And so our five-year goal is to become the leading... Um, you know, Letty means that we are the star that is a star that led the wise men to Jesus, Jesus. Christ. So we right. are the star... So let this start. Oh, so let this start. Yeah, let let this has started in Ewe. Nice. Right. Oh, so we are start leading the gaming industry, and we've and we've been on that track till now. Oh, okay. So the yeah. five years is going to be an exponential so growth. growth yeah. But we are mostly looking at now launching games that make money on their own. On, okay. Yeah. Um, consulting will grow accordingly, but currently we've just been running consulting as a mm-hmm. side so game to yeah. keep, keep our the, yeah. our vision yeah, growing. growing yeah. So there are going to be a couple of investments into self. Like made pub- games that yeah yeah that that are going to scale through co-production partnerships mm-hmm. like what we are having with Ubisoft and all that so we are exploring a lot of co-productions and right. um, through PAG as well mm-hmm. we hope to become a hallmark like consortium to command a lot of um, 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 investment on the continent. So in the yes. next five years, it's going to be very interesting for Letia yeah. and it's going to be extremely busy. Yeah. Um, one good. of the things that I am doing as ARAM is also um, publish the book, like my book. I'm doing yeah. a technical book now, mm-hmm. like yeah. a game design book in the African way. Yeah. And I'm also kickstarting that school like the steam academy which is steam is science technology arts and mathematics because i believe that science stem is necessary Mm -hmm. game is a stem product but it it comes through arts Arts. and africa is more artistic than scientific so if you want to do a a lot of science you just don't go straight and say stem stem less less girls in stem boys in stem then you start stigmatizing the the arts arts people yeah Smart. Yeah, very yeah. smart. They may want to make the, do the STEM, STEM but yeah. they think there's only opportunity for it's the STEM. And they the are science. shying away. It's true. So STEAM is to consciously blend the arts 
into the science Science, and onboard people into that. So I'm trying to make my school with that mentality. Yes, push. That's cool. You guys have like an office space in... Yeah, yeah, we are at uh, Ogbojo. Ogbojo, yeah. Around the local government. One of the Joanna will pass through just exactly. to see the kind you of should. stuff you do. Oh, you we should, like to, you we should, like you should. It's an amazing like space. To, like you should come, come around. Like yeah, well, we launched a character recently, Numa, with Blind Band Studios. Yeah, I saw that. From France. Okay. There's a studio called Blind Band Studio from France. Yeah. So they have an hour like a character on albinism okay and they're called Nuima so okay. we did a comic they have a game that uh-huh. they are making uh-huh. and then we made a comic as a backstory nice. together so yeah you should come around oh yeah we we'll definitely we'll definitely want to come around on one of these weekends <laughs> we'll let you know in advance and then come yeah. through because it's exciting to know that we have a gaming studio right here in our country. Right. You know, with like, and they're making games, they're consulting with such big companies. And <laughs> we have big companies in yeah. other countries in our yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to coming and seeing the place as well. And we're very excited for Letty Out as well. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming on thank and speaking to us me. in this time that you've we've learned a lot and yeah, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> it's been packed actually yeah, I yeah, 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 it's a lot. <laughs> I can imagine. but i mean i guess like for us it's like again we always try to say that we're trying to put a spotlight on the Ghanaian gaming scene yeah. and what is there and so outside of like esports and other gamers that are there making a mark in the Ghanaian gaming industry yeah. we also have somebody that is working like on the development side like there, there's yeah. technical so, side yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there are a couple of guys we have a whatsapp group for uh-huh. video game developers in Ghana nice so you guys should join definitely they are, yeah, they they are crazy guys there's great para studios who did the Owari 3D game you should check oh, it out I've seen that one that's actually a good game, game. I've played and they are making a new version and yeah a lot more guys indie guys are coming um, up yeah, with yeah. I mean, amazing I think a lot of people, and I think because yeah. of COVID the remote possibilities are a lot more now yeah because I remember I was reading this book and there's this one studio that started and they were they're kind of big but then the difference between that marked them like difference between them and the others were that you see like with EA and all of these places they have office spaces like in the country, yeah, the country. and then you have to go to office work and leave yeah. and stuff these people are even before COVID, they were one of the first like companies to go fully remote. Yeah. So you could yeah. be like in Israel and be working, you could be here. And I think they yeah. made this game, I think they were the ones who made this game called Ori and the Will of Wisps. Oh, like, Ori, yeah. Ori is, is one of it's, it's made by a fully, <laughs> It's made by a fully remote studio. Like, yeah. They're not, they're not, they're, and it was before COVID. Exactly. And then when COVID hit, then the world itself the changed. The world itself yeah, yeah, changed. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I think now the capability, the possibilities are a lot more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And you heard of Dinasto, the guy who did um, the RCW race there was a Twitter racing game in Ghana that yes that blew up. Yeah, blew up that, I yeah. might play that game yeah he's also <laughs> making quite some <laughs> great strikes so there are people coming up, up in Ghana gradually yeah, that's, oh, great. that's great yeah that's good yes. so thank you so much Aram for, for gracing us with your presence it was a great uh, conversation <laughs> that we had <laughs> and we'll be def- for all our listeners um, check them out this is Letty Arts L-E-T-I space A-R-T-S yep. you, they have a website you can see the games have done the oh. comics and stuff all the stuff online. so you can yep. check them out and then you know uh, we'll also be getting different guests to speak more about the Ghanaian gaming scene and various games that we've been playing as well. There are a lot more games that are coming out this now. Year. Yeah. So you'll definitely be hearing from us very soon. So thank you guys for listening to Two Guys, One Controller. I was awesome. Omi. I'm Joe. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.